0: Welcome back. We are going to um, we're going to have another week of uh, podcast that is not related to COVID. How about that? <laughs> you it to took talk? All I could
1: do. To, you know, it, it is weird because you read. I mean, no matter what what uh, um, site you go into, the, the first 10 or 12 things you read is about COVID. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter where you go. Yeah. The um, only
0: thing COVID-related um, that we're gonna that's gonna be involved today is that uh, we're still not sitting in the same room. But uh, right. otherwise, right. Um, nor can we get vaccines. Uh, correct. You, you know, know I, I don't know where they are, but um, either at Walmart is what I heard. I heard that on. Um,
1: I keep hearing there, at Walmart, Publix here and there. I've signed up, and I hear nothing from anybody. Yeah. And I'm in every high risk category there is, and I haven't heard a word yet. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah.
0: going to say that it's a it's a it's a message that they're trying to send you.
1: No. Uh, that's what it feels like. It's exactly <laughs> what it feels like. I feel like I'm in Texas, where the lieutenant governor said, "You know, the older people ought to sacrifice themselves." <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was his solution. That was very early on in the pandemic. Oh my gosh! So, yeah. um, but but we are
0: not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about COVID today. Um, today we're actually going to revisit a topic that we talked about. Goodness, is. Right. Um, was pre-COVID that we talked about it, mm-hmm. um, so it was back in 2019, um, we, were, we talked about the ketogenic diet. and mm-hmm. um, But more specifically, we talked about the ketogenic diet as it relates to um, using it as a treatment for, um, for some conditions, some medical conditions and even psychiatric conditions. Uh, we know that the ketogenic diet is used for um, epilepsy or... Um, you know, epileptic conditions that are not really responsive to medications, uh, for um, reasons that have been known for a very long time, uh, a ketogenic or very low carb diet uh, does very well at managing uh, seizures that right. are typically not responsive to medications.
1: Yeah, you know, fifty or sixty years ago, fifty years ago, certainly forty years ago, um, we didn't have this cornucopia of anti-epileptic medications I mean those have come out in the last 20 years prior to that you had a couple of medications most of them had pretty serious side effects Mm -hmm. and so um, clinicians were looking for other approaches and they discovered that the ketogenic diet did have does have anti-epileptic properties and um, that was a, a wonderful find because then they learned that People with intractable epilepsy who didn't respond to medication uh, sometimes would respond to a ketogenic diet. Right. You know I, but I have to say, you, uh, it's always nice to see your own thinking appear your, later because you know, remember that day you and I discussed this right and we yeah. said if, if, if these rage attacks that we see in bipolar children, if they are in fact seizure-like in origin and, and there is some evidence, that they are a subcortical seizure, and then perhaps they would, and you and I had that discussion. I wonder if they would respond to a ketogenic diet. We did, and, and it was, you know, and
0: it, a lot of it makes sense because one mm-hmm. of the, or a few of the main medications prescribed for right. what was then called early onset bipolar disorder, now is typically called like disruptive mood dysregulation disorder or right. things mm-hmm. like mood attacks and things like that. Um, the primary medication used for those are uh anti-epileptic medications, anti-epileptic so those, medications like right. that and mm-hmm. so so yeah we were sort of yeah they're there, there
1: anti-epileptic drugs but they have mood stabilizing qualities right. and right. so you're thinking well if the ketogenic diet worked with uh cortical seizures i wonder if it could work uh as well with the subcortical discharges what we think are subcortical discharges right um so yeah, it was, and then and then you stumble on an article like this to say, oh, okay, let's take a look at this. So it was uh, validating, I guess, to, to, see, yep. that, uh, to see that to see it appear. This is a fairly good review of the topic, and that's the other thing I liked about it. It's a pretty current and pretty thorough review of um, using a ketogenic. Apparently, the ketogenic diet is used in the treatment of psychiatric disorders. There isn't a a large um, literature on the topic. But um, it has been used as a treatment for psychiatric disorders.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this, so this is an article from Psychology Today, um, written by Dr. Georgia Eady, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there are researchers all over uh, who are looking into the use and benefits of ketogenic diet. Um, mm-hmm. and, and in fact, one of the big researchers is right here, close to us, actually at the University of South Florida. He, he's um, not. His name just escaped my brain, um, but he's doing a lot of research um, in the area of ketogenic diets for, for a variety of things. So, so yeah, as you said, you know, this is a this article is a great review um, and update on the use and potential benefits of a ketogenic diet for um, various psychiatric disorders. Um, because again, we often associate some of these psychiatric disorders with sort of irregular functioning in in the brain. And so um, perhaps the ketogenic diet helps balance some of that.
1: Right, right. Yeah, because these researchers happen to be from Australia. um, They're at the University of Tasmania in Australia and um, did this thorough review back, they did it back in 2017, but it still is a really good update on the topic. What I like about this is that Dr. Edie took this original article, the current status of the ketogenic diet, and she summarizes what, what are really complicated um, findings mm-hmm. from the various studies that these people report. Um, and so I, th- the fact that she was able to summarize it, bring it together, and she admits freely at the very beginning, she's, she uses it. She is on the ketogenic diet, has been on the diet for two years. Yeah. So she's a proponent, but she, but she also uses it herself, and she freely acknowledges that. Um, so it's it's from somebody who knows the chemistry behind the ketogenic diet, but also somebody who has done the diet herself.
0: Right. Yeah. And if you if you go to the show notes and you get to the uh, Psychology Today uh, article, you will be able to uh, link to the original uh, mm-hmm. the original uh, study there. Already. And if you're interested in the original study, yeah. um, you did put po- you posted
1: that too, right? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Um, now, so. the Ketogenic diet, just for those of you who may not be completely aware, you've, you've heard the terms and right. you're not sure, uh, but you not sure exactly what we're talking about. Um, the ketogenic diet has been around for a long time. Um, and it, it's been used for, like we said, for epilepsy, but uh, it's been used for a variety of things. Okay. Uh, but what, what a ketogenic diet really focuses on is a decrease, uh, a diet that's very low in carbohydrates. Now, carbohydrates are found in everything, of course. Um, not just sugar. Um, I mean, vegetables and fruits have, have um, carbohydrates in them. And so, so, yes, this diet is low um, when it comes to some of those uh, mm-hmm. foods as well. The, the difference though, is that when you're eating whole fruits and vegetables, because of the fiber content, uh, the way that it, that it turns into sugar in your body is a little bit different than if you're eating you know, sugar candy or something like that. And right. so the, the effects on your glycemic index or the, the effects that it has on your blood sugar is a little bit different or maybe even a lot right. different than if you're eating sugar or high fructose corn syrup or something like that. So
1: I, um, didn't, realize, I didn't realize that when the, the ketogenic diet uh, restricts you to 20 grams of carbohydrates a day, right. I didn't realize it was that low. Right. Um, that that's almost nothing. I mean, I I was on a low carbohydrate diet one time and I think I think they wanted me to be under maybe 60 or 40 or something like that and even that was difficult. Yeah. 20 is really really hard. Yeah, it's and That's it, a very restrictive diet.
0: It, it is really mm-hmm. restrictive, but once you grow accustomed to it, then it mm-hmm. becomes sort of instinctive and in and, and easy easier. Um, right. So, so it's really very low in carbohydrates, as you said, um, usually 20 milligram, 20 grams or less, mm-hmm. um, uh, high in fat. Um, and, and we're t- not talking about like necessarily even meat fat. you know, you can be on a ketogenic diet and be a vegetarian. Um, we're talking here about fats like related to, it could be olive oil or coconut oil. Um, you know, uh, lots of, uh, nuts and like peanuts and cashews and things like that you got to be careful some of them are a little bit higher in 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 carbohydrates but they're high in 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 fat as well but the big thing that people aren't really aware of is you have to be really careful about protein um the other thing yeah because what happened you know we have diets like the um like the atkins diet which is very low in carbohydrates but it's if you're not careful it can be too high in in protein Right. And what happens is your, your body does this really clever thing where um, it's called um, gluconeogenesis. And what it does is it will take protein and turn protein into carbohydrates. And so you have to be really careful that you're not eating too much protein. Right. So, um, so the and goal-
1: I never understood that when, when people were, when the ketogenic diet first came out, I didn't understand the role of protein. Now I understand that that actually raises insulin and in blood sugar. And it right. acts like a carbohydrate,
0: right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you so you have to you can't be too high in, in protein either. Mm-hmm. Um, higher in protein than than carbohydrates, but um, but certainly the focus is is going to be more in the area of fat. And mm-hmm. you know I, I've done the ketogenic diet before, and it's it's fascinating because you know your body burns that healthy fat much slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over a longer period of time than it does sugar sugar is like in and out pretty quick you know you hit that sugar <laughs> high and then you crash you know 45 minutes later when right. you're eating consuming mostly uh, healthy fats it, it's much more sustained and so you actually find yourself eating less and needing to eat less but you still have you know good uh, attention and focus and, and all of those because you don't have the highs and lows in your blood sugar it stays pretty constant right.
1: Yeah, I wonder, you know, they, uh, people talk about the paleo diet, and I wonder if the, pale- the paleo diet was probably low in carbohydrates, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense.
0: Yeah, so, um, so the, the whole goal is to get into what's called ketosis, right. and um, that's where your body is primarily burning ketones. Um, mm-hmm. And in the, there, are lots of, there are lots of different ideas about how some of this stuff works um, because, you know, your body, your brain and body is fueled off of sugar. Um, but once you go into ketosis, your body seems to function off of those ketones. And it seems to do so much more effectively and efficiently than it does when it's functioning off of the the glucose. And so, um, it's a really fascinating process. And, um, yeah, and so it's been looked at as it relates to um, Alzheimer's and lots of other mental health and medical conditions right. that are um, that are basically glucose based. And, you know, yeah. Alzheimer's is sometimes considered uh, diabetes type three um, right. because so many people, you know, there's such a strong connection between diabetes and Alzheimer's. Mm. Um, so. And Alzheimer's, t- Alzheimer's or Parkingons? Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. Alzheimer's. and mm-hmm. in fact, there are there's some research that where they're looking at uh, keto, ketogenic as a um, preventative for people who are showing some really early onset signs of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fascinating research.
1: Yeah, I have to warn them.
0: Yeah. So um, so yeah, it's uh, there's there's <laughs> there's your ketogenic diet in a in a nutshell. All right.
1: But we really don't know how it, I mean, yeah. the, 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 I remember um, I was at a university and it was run, the CEO of the university was a, diet, uh, a, a fellow who taught um, uh, nutrition in medical schools. And he would always say, we don't understand how digestion works. We really don't understand the process. It's a very complicated process and so we really don't understand exactly how the ketogenic diet works because we don't understand the whole digestive process it's a very complicated process and nobody has fully articulated the pathophysiology but what ketones the liver makes ketones mm-hmm. right i mean it's it's they're made in the liver and then they get into your blood they get into your bloodstream and they go after and use the fat instead of the carbohydrates, right. right? That's the idea, is you wanna burn the fat. So you add fat to your diet, but you also have stored fat in your body. Why do they add fat? Does that just accelerate the process? Like fat supplements, MCT or coconut oil or whatever?
0: Yeah, that's. I, I believe that's the idea, it, it, is that it? Um, it, it helps facilitate that process because again as i I mentioned earlier you you tend to you tend to eat less you tend to need less food uh Mm -hmm. because your your calories are higher in in that in that you know when it comes to the fat content um and so yeah your body just focuses on burning the fat um and it's not you know working to convert or do anything with the sugar um Mm -hmm. you know so it's it, so it primarily focuses on those on the fat cells
1: so you deny your body sugar and you provide lots of fat either from your body or for, or added to supplements okay all right yeah now the next question is how does it stabilize the brain how does it keep why would a ketogenic diet stabilize the brain
0: again that's something that we really aren't completely sure about so um,
1: yeah. it
0: does seem to adjust and alter uh, neurotransmitters; um, mm-hmm. it may have some effect on um, sort of the way in which the uh, the cells communicate through like electrolytes and, and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. We do know that it it reduces inflammation, mm-hmm. um, and so you know a lot of a lot of people who are really focusing research in the area of inflammation, you know, they are basically anti sugar you know they 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 talk about sugar as a major inflammatory agent, mm-hmm. and so you know cutting that out of your your diet is really effective in in reducing inflammation throughout your body so um yeah they they think that it helps on a on a cellular level with the like mitochondria and um in just the way that the brain the the health of the the cell um so yeah it, it's but again a lot of this is theoretical you know they're they're trying to figure some of the, a lot of this stuff out
1: yeah it's very hard to tease out these variables you know it's a, it's a mysterious process and it's hard to say this one thing is the culprit or this one thing is the cause it's probably right. a combination because as
0: you said the whole process is so complex
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know I, I once heard a presenter say you know you you actually have more serotonin receptors mm-hmm. in your in your gut than you yeah. do in your brain Mm-hmm. We only think about this about serotonin, a neurotransmitter in our brain, but you mm-hmm. you know that presenter was saying that you have more receptor sites for, for serotonin in your gut than you do in your brain. So it's complex.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And and the one thing we're always told is to avoid processed foods, you right. know, Because they're very high in carbohydrates, very high in sugar. And I'm thinking, you know, there are people in this country who eat nothing but processed foods. Yeah. And sugar. I mean, they just eat. Box food or canned food or packaged food and snacks, and those are all processed. And so you you begin to wonder, it makes you wonder just how much inflammation is out there and how many of these not only psychiatric problems but physical diseases are related to inflammation. Right, absolutely. It has to be rampant.
0: Uh, Absolutely, and a lot of the things that we consider common or typical Um, conditions now whether it's from diabetes to irritable bowel syndrome and some of those kind of things a lot of them have been either directly or indirectly linked to that kind of diet right
1: Um,
0: and it's interesting that the standard american diet the acronym sad um, sad because it does um, that standard american diet does tend to you know induce or, or promote this sort of and unhealth, uh, right? Um, All
1: right. Um, yeah, they're still complaining. Many are still complaining about the standard American diet. It was it's revised every couple of years, yeah. but they keep they keep pushing these same things that cause inflammation. Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, what about the supplements? You took those for a while, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I I, I was doing. Um, when I was on a, on a ketogenic diet, I took MCT oil and I, and I used coconut oil a lot. Um, and yeah, they, they, they help you help boost you into, um, into ketosis. Um, you know, and a lot of it, you know, we talk about, talked about earlier about 20 milligrams of carbohydrates. Um, a lot of it is really ratio, right? That you have the right ratio of um, fat to protein to carbohydrate. And so like, I remember one day when my, my ratio was, was wrong. It was out of, out of, um, sync and I needed, I needed more fat and I I wasn't hungry. Um, and so I really couldn't eat anymore. So, um, so I, I did an experiment and, um, I, I, not that I would necessarily recommend this for anybody, but I just went into the, um, pantry and got out the coconut oil and just Took a spoonful of uh, coconut oil and it, it was better than uh, potato chips. Yeah, I don't know. It was better than cod liver.
1: It was better than oil. <laughs> right, right. Um, and
0: that's all you can say for it. Right, but but that got my percentages right, my my ratios yeah. right. And then next morning when I tested, you know, I was in I was in ketosis and um, okay. everything was good. So you know, it does help because it's so high in that healthy fat that you're wanting. um, It'll get you where you, where you need to be without the the concern about protein and everything. So, okay. All
1: right. Yeah.
0: So, but when it comes to know what this podcast is really about, we're not just talking about the ketogenic diet itself, but we're talking about how it relates to uh, psychiatric conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's starting. There's a mounting uh, evidence to suggest that it could be effective with some of these mental health conditions, mm-hmm. uh, in particular bipolar disorder. Right.
1: Right. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. As long as
1: you achieve ketosis, I think one of the important findings in all of these studies is you have to achieve ketosis, and that's where I think you need some assistance from a professional. You know, be be very careful doing the. Certainly, if you're using it for medicinal purposes that requires a level of precision that most of us don't have. If you're doing it to lose weight, it's, it's a little different. But it's not an easy diet to maintain. You have to be careful of these percentages. Okay, So I would do it with the advice or assistance of somebody else. Either yeah, somebody absolutely. who's done it or knows about it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's ideal to work with a nutritionist or somebody who, who can make sure. And, and you know, certainly if you are on any medications or anything like that, you should talk to your physician about that before, um, before you do it. Um, if you're diabetic, um, yeah. there's some evidence to suggest that a ketogenic diet could assist those mm-hmm. with um, diabetes, but absolutely talk with your physician before you did anything with it. Um, because, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're safe and healthy and everything.
1: So, right. Like the commercial, like the commercial say, consult with your physician, right? You know? So just, just check before you do anything like this. Um, but it's worth it. Um, So it has been used successfully with bipolar disorder, at least in adults. Um, The few studies that do exist are about adults. One in particular was uh, on two women who, one was on the diet for two years, one was on for three years. In both cases, the diet was superior to Lamictal and we don't, not slamming Lamictal, we're not opposed to Lamictal, it's a good drug, Um, but the management of their system was easier Um, and more effective when they were on the ketogenic diet than when they were taking the medication.
0: Yeah. There's some evidence that something is working. Right. And, and, you know, I I think that's something that we have to, that you'll have to remember as we're talking about a lot of these stuff, is that Mm -hmm. a lot of these studies is that a major limitation is a very small, very small sample sizes. Um, This was a study that included two women. Um, So, you know, you know. Um, can't generalize to the
1: whole population based on two, two
0: people. Absolutely. So so more research is needed, and um, we need to, you know, replicate some of this data to make sure that, it, you know, there wasn't something just special about those two women that made it effective with them. There could be other things involved. So, mm-hmm. yep. but so, so bipolar disorder, but another one is um, schizophrenia. And, you know,
1: that one surprised me
0: which is fascinating because, you know, the, um, the, the idea, um, and, and I, I, had heard about, um, some of the effectiveness of, of ketogenic with, uh, schizophrenia and, and, you know, there's a few other things that they're looking at with schizophrenia because of, um, you know, we've been working on a, what, what's called a hyper dopaminergic, um, uh, hypothesis and that, that is that we, People with schizophrenia have too much dopamine in their brain um but that was found sort of accidentally back in the 1950s um and that that theory just kind of blew up and they just used that as they created all kinds of different medications but there's some new research looking at glucose or not not um, um, glutamine Mm -hmm. and um And now there's this idea that, okay, there's maybe these other systems in place. And so they're looking Mm -hmm. at ketogenic diet as something that could be with that as well. Right. Um, Right. But yeah, this 2009 study, we're looking at, uh, again, it was just a a single case, uh, but, you know, she was on a ketogenic diet and it significantly (laughs) decreased her symptoms.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. She lost weight. She was... um... Reduction of symptoms, all the things that you'd want from your medication, the diet provided. Similarly with anxiety, yeah, yeah. Um, Although there's far less research on anxiety, but I would be—that's one of the areas that I'm interested in. We see a lot of patients with anxiety, heightened anxiety, uh, including panic attacks, and you wonder, you know, if this diet—and there's only there's only one set; it's an animal study. But these animal studies are good because it gives us a little bit of control over a very complicated process. Um, The Animal brains are are very similar to ours. They respond similarly to uh, food and supplements. Um, But this was a rat study that um, a standard high carbohydrate, high carbohydrate. So ketone supplements, by adding ketone supplements, you get a reduction in anxiety, and mm-hmm. the ketone supplements would again be these high oils, right? Mm-hmm. The MCT and coconut oil and that sort of thing. So again, you get a reduction of symptoms, and that's a that's something that I'd like to take a closer look at. When you and I were talking about developing um, interventions for the, we were talking about depression, anxiety, and ADHD in particular, and bipolar disorder, and I'd be really interested in taking a closer look at um, anything any diet used uh, to reduce anxious behavior and it's same with depression depression and anxiety related to each other right and yeah you see the same same reduction in symptoms yeah
0: and, and again there's, there's similarly was primarily in animal studies uh, right. for depression so
1: and the big one of course is autism mm-hmm. that whole uh the, the whole field of um autism and um the um the gut biome, having a healthy gut biome. And and, um, um, there are some places that are doing systematic research Mm -hmm. with uh, various diets and how they might affect um, youngsters and adults with autism spectrum disorder.
0: Um,
1: Again, lots of um, animal research. And the animal research is pretty clear. You You can make an animal. You can create a laboratory animal with autism right. by, by making some changes in the brain. So, so you get a laboratory animal, you can't do this with humans. You take a laboratory animal and <clears throat> um, um, create an animal with autism. And then you can run these various experiments and see how the animal responds. And then that gives you some indication of how humans might respond. Right,
0: right and there have been some studies in, 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 humans with a ketogenic diet, um, you know, <clears throat> these are really difficult because we already know that children, many children with autism are, um, have, are very picky eaters. Right. So, you know, you have picky eaters and then you're trying to restrict their diet to right. a ketogenic diet. That is, gonna, that's really difficult. And so it's hard to do some, some good sound studies with, with that, because you know the, the children do not necessarily cooperate um, very well with that, so it's difficult.
1: In a in a, um, in a galaxy far, far away, there was something called the fine gold diet. Do you remember the fine gold diet? It mm-hmm. was before you were born.
0: Yeah, but that was more that, that was primarily focused on ADHD.
1: Uh, ADHD and and it it's very difficult to do these diets. We did them. Um, I worked in an epilepsy clinic years ago. And we did the ketogenic diet with a few kids, but you had to, I mean, not all families could do it because it takes enormous organization yeah. to do a ketogenic diet. And it also with the fine gold diet, you know, you, you take a child who has ADHD and then you're trying to change change their eating habits. And you're—and in those years, this was before the days um, in the seventies, before the days of all these products that had low fat and low carbohydrates and. And, um, you know, um, products that are readily available today weren't available 40 or 50 years ago. And so it was very, very difficult to do the fine gold diet, which essentially reduced sugar. Mm
0: -hmm. That was the
1: culprit in the fine gold diet. And um, it was very difficult because all the foods, you had to go out and buy all these natural foods and cook natural foods and organic this and natural that. And you couldn't use sugar and you couldn't use processed foods and packaged foods. And there were when the when the diet began to show some positive results a number of re- reviewers said it took so much time and attention to do the findable diet right that it may have just been parental intervention that made the dif- made the behavioral differences right yeah. it yeah. does take effort
0: just the just the involvement of the parents
1: <laughs> you know working with the kids and going grocery shopping and spending time together and cooking and talking uh, maybe it was maybe it was just increased parental attention Right. That, that led to positive effects but the diets are not easy to do with kids particularly kids with kids with ADHD children with autism um, kids with really difficult to treat seizures uh, these are not easy things to do
0: right yeah th- there, there's some research that's looking at um, ADHD um, as it relates to 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 this and as you said fine gold and some, there's, there's a few others but several elimination diets work to, decrease, uh, at least decrease um, sugar content and and things like that in kids' diets, especially kids Mm -hmm. with ADHD and and some of those behavioral issues. Um, So, But yeah, yeah, more research is needed in that area as well. Sure. And then then of course, um, we already talked a little bit about Alzheimer's. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's some really good research coming out to suggest that um, the ketogenic diet can be effective, um, Mm -hmm. helpful. For individuals with Alzheimer's uh, with early onset um, as even perhaps as a preventative for people who are at high risk for developing Alzheimer's um, it could be effective.
1: You know of all these disorders um, I think that Alzheimer's there's been more research uh, reported with Alzheimer's this uh, and this is a this is a really good study the one that we're posting here it's a 90-day randomized which is good double blind, which is even better, um, and a placebo control. So it's a pretty well-controlled study. And the results are very, very impressive. And I'm beginning to think now that if, 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 if I have uh, patients who are beginning to experience memory loss, that this would be one of the first things you'd want them to discuss with their physician right. is, is should they consider a ketogenic diet, the results are pretty impressive.
0: Right and In this study, you know, they really didn't change their diet so much as they just added MCT supplement. They added um, the supplements, right. And mm-hmm. MCT is medium chain triglycerides is what that stands for. And and it's a, um, it, that, that supplement, just by adding that supplement, they found significant improvements in, in
1: these uh, patients. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because again, with, with the
1: elderly, particularly with the elderly, you know, if you're not, again, it takes effort to cook really nutritious meals every day and if you're if you're starting to rely on restaurant food or processed food for the convenience um you're headed in the wrong direction mm-hmm. so what you want to do is slow that process down a little bit and and eat so even if you're having even if you're struggling to cook nutritious uh, organic meals you can add these supplements and still get a positive effect
0: right yeah mm-hmm. and, and so you know whether it's um, alzheimer's or other forms <laughs> of cognitive impairment um you know, for people who, there are lots of, there are actually lots of reasons why we, a person could lose some memory functioning and cognitive functioning as we age. Um, in the new DSM, uh, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, they refer to it as different things. They <laughs> so refer to it as dementia now as uh, cognitive impairment, um, either mild cognitive or, or um, um, severe cognitive yeah. impairment. And, um, but Again, there's been some studies to demonstrate that, um, that a ketogenic diet could help with those as well. Right,
1: right. Yeah, you almost have nothing to lose. I mean, again, we're not, you have to be careful. Right. Um, it needs to be supervised, especially if you're using the diet for medicinal purposes. Okay, You, 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 need, to, you need to have the advice of professionals to make sure you're getting it right. It's, it's easy to make mistakes. Um, you have to have right proportion you can't eat too much because you can do everything right but if you're eating too much protein it's not going to work okay so get the advice of somebody um, who can measure these things pretty precisely
0: absolutely Um, and again a lot more research is needed you know like I said earlier the um, most of these studies the sample sizes are relatively small Um, you know they we have to there's a lot of work that is needed to make sure that we that you know it's verified that research participants are in ketosis and um, right. you know what they're eating. Uh, you know, as soon as you send a, a research participant home, um, you have no idea what they're eating. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so, so it's really difficult to do that kind of research. But so, the more research is needed um, to to help accommodate for some of those limitations that are inherent in this research. Right,
1: right. Yeah. But the good news is, I mean, the good, the consistent message is. It's no matter what else, it's probably good to start eliminating those foods that are high in sugar, high in refined carbohydrates. I think that that message is very clear. Uh, Regardless of what else you do, that's probably going to have a positive effect. If you want to move in the direction of of using food as medicine, then you need a little bit of, you might need a little bit of professional help to get it right.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely talk to uh, a physician, a nutritionist, or someone about it before you. Um, do it if you're if you're trying to do it for some of these medicinal reasons um, but um but it's it's promising we know that we know that our diet can cause un- again it can make us we know that our diet can make us sick so it would make sense that our diet could also make us well so yeah. um so you know read more about it look into it a little bit more if you're interested in it, and talk to other professionals about it
1: Right, and we're, um, we're collaborating with a group in Sarasota who is um, spearheading a couple of projects in using various kinds of diets and studying the gut biome. So we should be able to report more on that as that relationship uh, continues. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so hopefully we're gonna, we're gonna be doing um, a little bit of work in this area. But again, there's a physician there and he'll be monitoring everything very carefully. Absolutely, so, yeah. right. Well, I believe, then that is it for today. Yep.
0: Uh, and I can hear the little birds chirping in the background. Birds are out.
1: That means it's becoming, it's it's getting, <laughs> the sad thing is the birds are out, which means it's almost daylight.
0: You <laughs> <But I laughs> can see the light behind me coming in the window now. So. Right, right. It's uh, starting so to come in. So welcome <laughs> to another day. That's right. So that's it for today though. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.